0: A lot of our ethical issues are really answered in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, which is just looking at creation, the way things were meant to be. And even there's a lot of commands in the Old Testament and the New Testament that even if we didn't have those specific commands, we we, we actually don't need them. We have them, which is a blessing, but there's a lot of commands that even if we didn't have the command, based on God's created order, we would already know what's right and what's wrong based on how he created it.
1: Welcome to Every Square Inch, a podcast discussing theology, culture, and the Christian life for every believer. I'm Gabe Davis, pastor of Counseling, Education, and Community at Redeemer Church in Bellevue, Washington, and I'm with Ryan Welsh, pastor of Redeemer Church in Bellevue, Washington. What's up? So uh, today we're going to discuss why theology matters to the non-professional theologian, right? Yeah, um, the non-seminarian. Non-seminarian, someone who's not a pastor, someone who's not a uh, theologian, uh, professor. What uh, Leslie Newbegin would call declericalized... Oh, oh, let me pick that name hang on, you hang just on. dropped. Hang on, yeah. hang on.
0: I gotta say it so everyone can hear this. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Declericalized theology.
1: Theology wow. for the lay person. Wow. That was... Yeah, that was impactful. I do like that. Declericalized. That's good. Um we are going to talk a little bit about why does it matter that the ordinary believer, which we all are ordinary believers, right. But kind of trying to get to that idea that, um, is theology. I, I, I hear this a lot of times. Um, Gabe, I don't enjoy reading those things or listening to those things, uh, regarding theology. Um, because I, you know, I'm not, it, it's too hard. I know there's some people that like that kind of stuff, but it's, it's too difficult. So, I guess part of what we're talking about is should Christians study theology? Should they, um, as uh, R.C. Sproul, you want to drop a name? I'll drop a better name. Uh, R.C. Sproul uh, said in his famous, excellent book, Everyone's a Theologian, right? So is everyone a theologian? It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to be a, a good one or a bad one. So should every Christian study theology? Ryan, what do you think? Would you be surprised if I said no right now? <laughs> well, that would certainly send the podcast in a different direction. Podcast would be over. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. Everyone everyone should care about theology. Every Christian. I mean, really, not just Christians. Everybody should care about theology. Ah, good clarification. Meaning yeah. everybody. I mean, this is general revelation, yeah, right? General is, revelation. If
1: everyone is a theologian, yeah. atheists too. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody's an atheist. <laughs> well, right. That's, do, that's do, another want to go into this yeah. No, no, no. no not I mean, today. there is no such thing as an yeah. atheist, right? All right yeah.
0: Right. People that say sure, I don't Romans believe in 1. God. Yeah. People that say I don't believe in God. God says I don't believe in you. In you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what he says. <laughs> but the Bible tells us that atheists don't exist.
1: Right? I think that's true. Romans one. Romans atheists 1. don't All exist. Right, we'll come back to that for okay. another podcast. So right. uh, ordinary believers. Um meaning you're you're uh you're Folks that have not necessarily been trained theologically, that have never been to seminary, that didn't even go to Bible college necessarily, um, but even folks that, that did. Um, I mean, I went to seminary, and uh, I feel like I've learned at least as much out of seminary as I ever did in seminary, um, just through study and reading and, and everything else. And I don't know if you'd say that. And You're you still in school. To, you must have gone to a really impressive <laughs> seminary. I've learned way more out of seminary than in seminary. Yeah, that's what I said. I said I learned more you after seminary. Just as much. Did I? Well, yeah, that's you right. and your nuance, Gabe. Yeah, You're always a probably. nuance person. Good counselor. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I'm I... a preacher with zero <laughs> nuance. Well, I'm, I'm not really studying Greek now, you know. So I had to do say something. I learned a ton in seminary, but I plus I spent a lot of money, so I have to for seminary. So I have to feel like I learned. A significant amount there, you know. Like yeah. if I if I really believe that I could have learned exactly the same thing I learned in seminary outside of seminary, I wasted a lot of money. By the way, we it should makes say you this. Feel better, people. A lot of people listening don't know us,
0: so what just happened right now? Yeah. They might think we're de, <laughs> devaluing education. Yeah. No, we are both very very uh, we're pro we're pro education. Pro education. Yeah. We've both been to a lot of school. We think that we think that. Those going You're into full-time in ministry. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk about that, but we, we think that those being
1: going into full-time industry should actually pursue formal further education. I do think that uh, rather than going to Southern and working on your PhD in ethics, I think you should have just come talk to me about some of that stuff. I There's not really an ethical dilemma that you've faced in school so far that I couldn't have answered for you. Yeah, we've had a lot of debates over capital punishment <laughs> over the last year. What else have we debated over? At, I just ethics. I'm just saying I could have saved you a lot of money. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, well okay. So. I could have used that information about two years ago. <laughs> so back back to or, uh, ordinary believers studying theology. H- how does this help? How does it help to know theology? Is this just um, kind of abstract knowledge that's that's good to have if you feel like you know put on your toga and having kind of uh, these lengthy debates, or is there practical use of theology? Well,
0: there's probably multiple layers of this, but I mean. Probably the the what most people think of most Christians. If you were to say, "Hey, do you think you should know theology?" and if they said yes, if you ask them why, they would probably say, "So I can answer questions." Like when my when my coworker asked me a question about, "So is God? If there's evil, then then why?" Yeah, apologetics, which is you know still theology, right? Because we're saying something about God, but it goes deeper than that, though. How do Christians even know how to engage in the world without theology? Um, If we don't have a good understanding of what the Bible says about why are we still here, like. If we're really just longing for eternity, then how come when you're saved, He doesn't just take you? Hmm. Well, we're here. So what do we do? Well, the Bible tells us this. This is where so theology for the lay person and the 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 pastor and the theologian and the seminarian, it, the Bible tells us how we are to live now and why we are to live that way. So, yeah, everyone should be a theologian and should care about theology because everyone is a theologian. Everyone should be a good theologian. Oh, there we go. Um, every Christian should be a good theologian and want to be a good theologian because it tells us how to live now, how to engage culture, how to yeah, love our neighbor, how to love God.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. And I think uh, if you think that the way you answer a question then tends to work its way into your life, you know, how you live. So if you think uh, the meaning of life is be as happy as you can now, um, that's uh, the question, what is the meaning of life? That's a theological question. Right, it's it's a uh, it's a question that gets at meaning and and value and origin and intent and all of that purpose. And so, if you think the the meaning of life is to do as much as you can now to live sort of um, be as happy as you can now, um, that's going to then work its way into the way you actually live your life, or, or it should, right? So if if we answer that question in a way that ultimately says has to do with what God has revealed in Scripture, then that should, for the believer, begin to work their its way into their life as well. And so I think one of the reasons every Christian is a theologian and should continue to work on being and developing as a good theologian is that's practically going to affect how they actually live their life. And even understanding the world they live in, right? I mean, if if we believe that there's a creator
0: and that that creator revealed himself in Scripture, knowing who he is and how he created the world tells us a lot about how we're supposed to live now under his created design. I mean, a lot of our ethical issues, I know I've talked to you about this recently, a lot of our ethical issues are really answered in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, which is just looking at creation, the way things were meant to be. And even, there's a lot of commands in the Old Testament and the New Testament that even if we didn't have those specific commands, we, would, we, we, we actually don't need them. We have them, which is a blessing, but there's a lot of commands that even if we didn't have the command, based on God's created order, we would already know what's right and what's wrong based yeah. on how
1: he created it. So what do, you th- what do you think of the, the Christian who says, uh, uh, theology is, is great, um, and typically I think when someone's thinking theology, they're thinking uh, formal training or they're thinking systematic theology or biblical theology, right? They're thinking these big categories, but they think, yeah, theology's fine and it's good, but really it's, I, I just need my Bible. I don't know why I need to um, read a book. Uh, a different book. I don't know why I, w- I should listen to a podcast like this, for example. Um, what yeah, do you what say? say the person could... that says this
0: won't be listening to the yeah, That's
1: true. Uh, maybe a, a friend will tell them about it. What Why? What would your response be to, to somebody that says something like that? I mean, man, it's hard to, I don't want to be rude, but it's just such a naive thing to say. Um, that's a little rude. <laughs> I don't know how else to say <laughs>
0: it. It's just such a naive thing to believe that, if just you and your Bible, uh, that just you and your Bible is enough. And and what I mean is, when we read our Bible and we read more than one verse at a time, we're already systematizing things. We're already putting things in categories. We're already doing theology at that point. Um, We're doing biblical theology at that point, which, by the way, biblical theology and systematic theology are a little bit different. So biblical theology essentially is what you do as you read the entire storyline of Scripture and you're keeping the entire... Um, story arc together. You're keeping the entire redemptive, historical story of all of Scripture. Actually, this Sunday, I'll be talking about this a little bit in wow. Exodus. Um, in in view. Good, good plug for the yes, sermon. Yes, yes, like that's that. right. 1015, uh, Eastside Christian School. <laughs> um, and then systematic theology is, well just think of the word systematic, we're systematizing. So we're taking all Scripture says about sin, and we're saying this is Hamart theology and everything that...
1: Scripture you know what, is... I, what I think we should do? One of these episodes, what you just said gave me an idea. We right. should just open a theological dictionary and just read the terms and define them.
0: That sounds like a great thing do you episode. think people thought, would oh, love yeah. that? People think, will yeah. definitely <laughs> listen to that episode. We'll get some sponsorships after that one. Uh Everything the Bible says about Christ, and we'll call that Christology. So that's systematic theology. So... um when we think about, Gabe asked the question, um, somebody that says, I just need my Bible, I don't need theology. Well, as soon as they start reading their Bible and they start putting things together in their head, they're already
1: doing theology. Well, and even when you're reading your Bible, how are you going to interpret it, right? So when you look at the Old Testament um, and the New Testament, do you understand those to be two separate books? Are those, uh, is it all part of one big it sounds a sense. like biblical theology. It sounds like biblical theology. Um, does the New Testament interpret the Old Testament or do they stand alone? Does the... sounds like biblical theology? It sounds like biblical theology, right? Um, what does God have to say about um, us as creation? And Sounds like systematic is, theology. What is all that the Bible has to say about us as creation, right? What, is, what does the Bible say about sin? What, tell me everything that the Bible says about sin so that I make sure I'm not proof texting. Mm-hmm. The right? person that says all they need is their Bible and not, I don't need to right. read any other their books, no, nothing, no, nothing from church history,
0: the second I ask one of those questions,
1: the yeah. second they answer me, they've just done biblical or systematic theology. Also, isn't it a little convenient to say, I just want my Bible, uh, when you're reading it in English— and you needed the help of theologians to actually translate it from the original languages and... So Gabe, are you saying that you've never met the person that says, I just see my Bible, that's actually reading it in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek? Uh, not yet. Okay. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't either, actually. Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, all of that, you know, I, I know that... I think the intent and what I hear from people, and I get it, it makes sense, is what they're trying to get away from is there's so much information out there, so much, uh, so many resources, so many even competing voices, so many different ideas, um, right? You can have... Uh, you've got even within conservative Christian folks, right? You've got uh, Presbyterian, and then you've got all the different branches of Presbyterianism. You have Baptists, and you have all the different branches of Baptists. You have uh, your, your Pentecostals. You have right. You have Methodists and Episcopalian, and you have all these different folks. And, and under this umbrella of Christian, and so people can kind of go. It's so confusing. All of these different things out there. So maybe if I just stop listening to everybody else, I just pick up my Bible, and I begin reading it on my own, maybe that's really all I need. And and so I think there's something good in that sometimes. There's a good intent. I, I don't know, though. Um, I, I think that can also be dangerous. There's a Bereanness. Yeah. Acts... 17,
0: I think it is. Acts 17. Oh, you're going to get checked on that. That's (laughs) good. I'm going to check it right now on my own. So, Paul in Acts. Yep, 17. Good word. Paul is teaching to preaching to the uh the Bereans. It's a place called Berea, and what Paul says is that they're the most noble of the believers because they actually checked what he said with scripture. So, these Bereans weren't okay just hearing Paul's theology, so to speak. They actually opened up the Bible and checked. So, you're right, Gabe. It's not like we don't need to consult solely the Bible to check. We do. Any theology we hear, any preacher we hear, any book we read, we need to check scripture. To see if that's really what it says.
1: Yeah, I mean, being sola scriptura, which is uh, part of the cry from the Reformation, um, from the, the the Protestant reformers, was that that scripture alone. But sometimes I think people turn that into, well, it's it's uh, scripture alone um, without any additional help. But that's not what sola scriptura meant, right? Yeah, that's, right? that's
0: nuda yeah, scriptura. That's exactly. That's what they call it, nude or bare
1: scripture, nothing else. That's right. And sola scriptura is that scripture alone is authoritative, right? That scripture alone is what we need for life and godliness, and that scripture is alone is God's uh, revelation, Right. So I got a question for you. You keep
0: asking me questions. Ask oh, you a question. good. Yeah. Go so ahead. one of my seminary professors, who will remain nameless, uh-huh. he once in class said, "Oh, that I think I know." Where you're going sola with this. scriptura, yeah. mm-hmm. because scripture doesn't tell us everything. Meaning, scripture doesn't tell us how to change the oil in our car. Right. Scripture doesn't tell us things like this. Right. So sola scriptura is a little bit of a misnomer. Mm-hmm. And so what he likes better is prima scriptura.
1: Mm. Thoughts. Uh, well, first of all, I'm glad you went that direction. I thought this was going to turn into like a charismatic uh, conversation. That's what I thought. That's where I thought you were going with it first, with sola scriptura. But uh, no, that. So I, I like this direction better. Um, yeah, prima scriptura. I, I mean, I could I, I could see the helpfulness in it. Um, I guess I'm always a little bit uh, nervous when you begin taking words that have historic meaning and um, that uh, are are rooted in sort of Protestant theology, and a lot of languages or a lot of uh, work has been used to define that and explain it, and and you you add a different word in there. I always get a little bit nervous about that. But I, I don't see anything on the face of it. I mean, uh that is yeah. problematic. to you I, I
0: think it's not necessary.
1: Sure. I think sola scriptura works, especially Plus, then, when
0: we say it's everything we need to know about faith in life. Yeah. It's not everything we need to know that
1: can possibly happen
0: under the sun. That's all Plus, obviously then
1: untrue. you mess up the S's. Right? Yeah, if you have you're sola right. Christus and you have Soli Deo Gloria, right? And then all of a sudden you have prima, like eh you know? Yeah. So I mean that for that reason alone I think Keep it sola scriptura. You're an ascetic, guy. yeah. You exactly. like to see the alliteration. Exactly. I get it. I like yeah. the illustration. Yeah, that makes sense. So okay. it makes sense to me. So, okay. yeah. So I, I guess for part of the intent of this podcast being for the ordinary believer is to make theology uh, approachable, accessible, um, to help uh, the the the. The person that is not thinking about theology all the time, that doesn't have uh, time to read books, uh, you know, multiple books a, a week or whatever, um, to help theology uh, them learn theology and help them understand the importance of that. Yeah, and just to r- remind those listening of why Make we're us feel called. better about the money that we spend on our degrees too, probably right. You had to pay for yours. <laughs> If I was smarter in school, (laughs) I got some scholarships. I wasn't smart enough to get my paper either. uh, Um,
0: So just to remind the people listening why we're even called every square inch is from the Abraham Kuyper quote, Dutch theologian. uh, There is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. That in and of itself, that quote, the reason why we used this title is because what Kuyper is trying to say here is that we are under Christ's kingdom now. It's all his. And so, if we're under Christ's kingdom now, and if we've been saved by the king to live for the king, if all of it's his, every square inch is his, then it means every single Christian needs to learn how to live in every square inch business, school, home, church, so on and so forth. It's not as if we need to know what it looks like to live like a Christian in church, meaning the the gathering on Sunday is what I mean by the church there. Um, but not at, not at Microsoft, not at Google, not at Amazon, not if you're a, a pipe fitter not, you know, whatever. And so the reason why we're called Every Square Inch is because of that quote. And so what we're saying is it's all God's, God's kingdom, and therefore we need to learn how to live under God's kingdom in every aspect of life, which of course
1: includes lay Christians mostly lay christians yeah i mean i i think one of the the desires or hopes that i have is that the Um, stay-at-home mom that is uh, doing chores and and just kind of feels like, man, I'm doing all these menial tasks and what's the purpose behind it, that I actually think theology helps that mom be encouraged and helps that mom understand what it is that she's actually doing and um, sees her acts um, as worship and that although she might not get uh, much praise from her children um, and sometimes, sadly, not even from her her spouse— that she would recognize that theology helps her recognize that this is an act of worship and that the Lord actually uh, receives it as such and takes pleasure in in those works. And so I think theology is immensely practical yeah. also.
0: and for the spouse that's not at home, uh, he or she hates their job. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't want to go to work. And they also, theology teaches them why they can even rejoice and glorify God in the job that they really don't like.
1: Yeah, and and for, every, for people to not feel as though... Th- they um, can't study or learn these things unless they're a um, a full time paid, you know a pastor or a theologian or whatever, um, but that they understand that this is relevant to whatever sphere of life that they're in, and that God has called us to be Christians in whatever sphere of life that we're in, and to actually be good theologians, I think, meaning people that know how to talk about him, people that understand um, why what they're doing is meaningful, regardless of what their job is. So that's that's part of the hope of this podcast, I think.
0: Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Lay, lay, I, I actually, I mean, I like every square inch because I like Kuiper. But my original idea was layology. Yeah, I think every square inch is better. Yeah, no, of yeah. course, <laughs> uh,
1: it's uh, way better. I wish I would have thought of it. I hate that you thought of that. I know. That... I really don't like that. <laughs> he, he, Ryan texted me after I the next day after I sent it and said, uh, "Are you shocked that I actually liked something you came up with?" And uh, I, I wasn't though. I thought you'd like this this title. I was shocked that I liked something <laughs> <that> you said. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah, I think that's uh, probably as good a place to stop as any. We've annoyed people enough? Uh, I think probably from the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thanks, honey. Thanks, kids. Yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um, your kids are homeschooled. Yeah, they have. Lots so they're time at home. Right. Stuff, I mean, yeah. I guess we're not live broadcast. My kids
1: are going right? to be critiquing what we, the yeah. theological. They're not going to be happy about the precise definition of terms. Uh, my my kids are. Kids.
0: My kids have to listen to it once they get home from the evil, <laughs> evil public school. Helps purge today. purge the, the yeah. evil thoughts from their minds. They're yeah, being that's de- good. indoctrinated all day. <laughs> By the way, this probably. I, I know. I said we're done, but we're not. I guess. Um, this will probably come up in some podcasts. We uh-huh. like to joke around with each other about schooling options mm-hmm. because Gabe and his wife, Taryn, they homeschool their three kids. They have four, but three kids are homeschooled. One of them's two No, years. we
1: start young. The 7 months old being She already reads too. at a college level. It's amazing.
0: She's only uh, six months or whatever. Um, and then we do public school. Um, Kate and I do public school with our two kids. And so we love to talk about it. We actually don't feel as strongly as we say, but we like to jab at each other a little bit. So I think that's, that's probably
1: something. true generally is that we like to jab at each other, so yeah. that'll probably come out in the podcast, but probably. I actually like Ryan. Oh, there was a little That's silence on the other said. end. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. That's, he That's says. like your place yeah. to then say... Re- reciprocate? Yeah. Gabe, I really like you, too. Oh, okay, I'll receive that. Okay. Thanks. All right,
0: thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Every Square Inch. If you'd like to find out more about Ryan, Gabe, or the podcast, just go to everysquareinchpodcast.com or find us on Facebook and Twitter. We hope you'll join us next time, and God bless.